What's the right e-commerce platform to move to? Well, there is is one e-commerce platform that is the perfect one for everyone. And that is the platform that is sold by whatever salesperson you're talking to. (laughs) Sorry, I just, I love y'all. Wow, he'll be here all day, folks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to owe some people some drinks at my next uh, industry conference, I think. Good day and welcome to Commerce Today. My name's Darren and I'm excited to be with you. And as always, my sidekick in arms here, Josh Warren. So Josh, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a little bit uh, a little bit frantic as we've put some things together, upgraded some things and moved some things around. And that kind of brings us to our topic, upgrading and moving some things around. Well, it's not really exactly our topic, but our topic is... 2023 or 2024, even the year of e-commerce replatforming. So, wow, replatforming—that's a big deal. It is. It is. I was kind of surprised, um, actually, to see that so many companies are planning on replatforming this year. Um, it's a report out of Digital Commerce 360 that we're going to be citing a lot today, and uh, one in four e-commerce companies are planning to uh, switch platforms this year. That's the highest percentage I, re- I can recall ever seen in that report. Wow. Wow. One in four. So 25% uh, that we look at. So, all right. Well, I guess as uh, as we're looking at this, what prompts companies to want to replatform? Because we're not talking about, you know, hey, I threw a website together and maybe I got, I don't know, whatever, free something and I can sell stuff. We're talking big, you know, millions upon millions of online revenue that's being influenced and controlled and managed through this. So what are some of the causes or what, what makes somebody want to do this? That's a good point. Um, these projects aren't cheap. And uh, I do feel like sometimes there's companies out there that replatform just to replatform, um, which is, <laughs> is not fun. Um, but I see that even in this report. And they said that uh, a lot of the respondents said that they absolutely, they have to move to the cloud. They want to move to the cloud. A whole lot of other respondents said, we have to move out of the cloud. We got to get out of the cloud. So it's like, okay, we're kind of running in circles here. Um, The most common reason, though, was was a really specific, it caught my attention. It was that they want to find commerce software adapted for us, i.e. the the e-commerce merchant, and hosted externally in a single tenant environment. I'm like, wow, that's That's pretty specific. specific, Yeah, yeah. and we'll we'll dive into that um, here in a little bit because, yeah, that that was a very specific statement. Hmm. So it's funny, as you were saying earlier about they replatform just to replatform, I guess I, it caught my, caught my eye, or I should say caught my ear, haha, caught my ear in thinking about the old, you know, big SaaS platform, the, the Oracle, hey, we're going to do Oracle or we're going to do uh, uh, whatever great big ERP, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then I started to think, well, gosh, do they just have what, million, two million just burning a hole in their pocket that they want to throw away? I, that'd give me a they get a lot of Corvettes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, there's there's a company I worked with. Um, goodness, this has been five or six years now. Um, and they replatformed three or four times in the span of just two or three years. But in their case, they were actually they were growing incredibly fast. And so they started out on really a platform that was too small. Then they had to they basically to get out of that situation, they had to make a quick decision. They didn't make probably the best decision because they were in a Making hurry. A hurry yeah. um, then they found the perfect platform for them until I think they, they either 10 X or 20 X the company in the span of about a year. And so 
Again, wow. another move. Um, that's not your typical example, though. I would say typically, um, you know, companies are changing maybe every two, three, four years, they'll replatform. Um, and a lot of those, um, and even in that example, a lot of it comes down to control. They want more control over their e-commerce platform. And oftentimes when you're first starting out, and I see you're, you're puzzled yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, my question is, how do you mean on that? So when, when you say control, I guess, how do you mean? Yeah, so I'm basically referring to um, the ability to have more direct control or influence over the platform itself. And so with um, with some of these platforms, especially if you start out with a, a less expensive platform, um, sometimes you can't control as much of the e-commerce experience. Probably an easier one to explain is cost. Um, basically, sometimes people will sign up for platforms and realize that they um, signed up for a platform that was either too inexpensive, too expensive, um, didn't really meet their cost needs. What I'm seeing a lot of right now is companies want to switch to platforms where they can scale their IT investment. So basically a platform that they're not going out and buying a server. They are using resources in the cloud that they can scale up or down to, to control and vary that cost. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Well, all right. We've talked about kind of why they do it and those pieces of it, the flexibility, compliance, all of that. Well, I haven't talked about the compliance yet. Oh, and all that's right. the part I know you're always excited when I bring up compliance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. And this, uh, this one surprised me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, why, why would you switch e-commerce platforms due to compliance? Um, and it's all really down to our friends in the European Union and that wonderful GDPR. Uh. Um, there is a concept in that called the right to be forgotten, which basically means a consumer can request to be completely removed from your system. Well, some of the older e-commerce platforms, if you go in and try to do something to forget a previous customer – you start breaking the database. You start having problems. They just weren't designed for that. And wow. um, this kind of goes back even to that flexibility. These platforms were, were very rigid. And so they break mm. when you do that. And so especially as California and now some other states start implementing more privacy regulations similar to GDPR, um, we're starting to see some, some concern there of moving off of some older platforms that struggle with that. Interesting. So yeah, that's, that makes sense. Well, and that goes along with the flexibility. What about the speed? Is there, how much difference is there in the, in the speed pieces? Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you talk to a salesperson and sorry, this episode, the next episode, I, I may beat up a little bit on salespeople. I love y'all. Y'all are great people. We all need you. But, um, you talk to the salesperson and just about any platform, they have the fastest platform there is. Um, but realistically, um, some of these older platforms were built, Definitely before headless or PWA technology existed, a lot of them were built before um, Google's Lighthouse performance metrics were um, available and kind of a thing that Google was using. So there's just newer platforms that really account for modern approaches to performance and speed better than some of the older platforms. And again, mm -hmm. sometimes that, that may not matter. You're a smaller business or or you have kind of a, a simple um, setup for your e-commerce experience, or if you just have customers like... I know in B2B, especially initially in B2B e-commerce, people would say, oh, it's okay if it's kind of slow because they have to buy from us, which is not, not, the, not, not the, the best, best attitude to have, yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's not the the biggest concern, especially if you had just launched your first e-commerce experience. And then it might be later that you realize, oh, wait, we need to look at a platform that provides a little bit better speed. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, okay, out of all of this, what's the right e-commerce platform to move to? 
well, there is dollar question. There is one e-commerce platform that is the perfect one for everyone. And that is the platform that is sold by whatever salesperson you're talking to. <laughs> um, sorry, I just, I love y'all. Wow, we, he'll be here all day, folks. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going to owe some people some drinks at my next uh, industry conference, I think. Um, but no, I, I'm poking fun at it, but it really is true that so often, um, you know, in the pursuit of winning a deal, uh, we can get a little overzealous and tell people, hey, we have the perfect solution for you. There is no one one size fits all perfect e-commerce platform for every single business. And I would say even as your business grows, what was the perfect platform for you a few years ago may not be anymore. Um, so you really want to look at um, a few different criteria um, and kind of know what's important to your business. You know, I was talking a minute ago about speed and for some businesses, speed and performance is the number one thing they want to focus on. That's going to be maybe a different platform decision than if they want to focus on, okay, I want the, um, the most flexible platform I can find, for instance. So, okay, besides, you know, all sales questions aside and salespeople aside here, as a merchant is looking at this and looking at trying to find the right e-commerce platform, is there, and, and I'm putting you a little bit on the spot here, Josh, you do have permission to say, you know, the nameless will remain nameless here, but I guess is there is there some directions you might encourage merchants to go based on maybe what they see as their criteria or what they see is most important. I mean, one of the simple things is, is there's a pretty, there, yeah, and I don't even, now I'm going to get myself in trouble, but there typically is some differences in the size of mm-hmm. the, the, the number of SKUs that you have and the number of products and the, and the, the complexity of, is there customization? I mean, just because you can buy the exact same shirt, it could be eight zillion colors and all these different things. So are there some, I guess, how would you characterize those categories or those criteria for a merchant? Yeah, it, it's tough because there's not like one, there's not a platform that I would say if there is, if your answer is speed is the most important, then you must go here, especially since there's usually going to be two or three different factors and there's so many different combinations. I will say though that, Assuming you're kind of a mid-sized business, you're not the smallest startup and you're not, you know, Walmart, um, there's kind of a sweet spot. And if we have any listeners from Walmart, sorry, no, no disrespect. Um, there's kind of a, a sweet spot with e-commerce platforms in that the smallest, least expensive platforms, it's true that you get what you pay for. They're a great place to start, but lots of times they don't have the kind of flexibility that you need as you grow. But the biggest platforms sometimes have almost too much flexibility, right? Um, or they're just they're they're too big. They're they're complex. They cost a lot more to implement. And so I would say usually that that I guess you could almost call it the mid market of e commerce solutions is that's the group we usually end up recommending the most. And then thinking of recommendations, um, and this is where I. I need the flag waving behind me or something. But uh, (laughs) I've talked before on this podcast about how freedom is important to me. Back in the open source episode, I kind of went on a a little bit of a a rant about freedom. And I would say, no matter what, look for a platform that provides freedom. And I know that that sounds a little odd. Um, Not a political statement, not political freedom, but more of the freedom of your data, the freedom to be able to import and export things, the freedom to customize the code, uh, a big one lately is the the freedom to select your own technology providers. Um, mm. So being able to 
uh, tie into the vendors that you want to tie into and not just the ones that maybe your your platform right, is. to come with or whatever. Yeah. Um, and even also the freedom to scale up and down as you need. And I think that's another item where platforms love to help you scale up. But if you start asking about scaling down, sometimes that's a little bit trickier. Um, so that's really, uh, freedom really is the, the first thing I would look at for any merchant. Um and you might be saying, you know, like, wait, shouldn't everybody, don't all the platforms provide freedom? But they don't. Um, it's expensive. It requires, you know, if you're trying to build one platform for 100,000 different companies, you can't really build a lot of freedom and flexibility into that. You have to pre-select things. Otherwise, just technologically, it just gets too big and, and too expensive. Well, Josh, I'm going to pause you there for just a second because... Uh, I was going to make a joke out of this. It, it is, it's, I'm going to be funny here in the fact that I'm hearing a question because of what you said uh, of, one, of somebody that's listening, watching this and, and all of that. But you talked about scaling down. Mm-hmm. What situations would a merchant scale down? Well, there, there's the sad ones. There's the, your oh. business is contracting, um, which that is a, a it's reality. A reality. Um, it is a reality. However, the, the happier scaling down, um, and this is something that we've done for, for some of our clients, is depending on how your site was originally implemented, there may have been under-optimized. It might not have been optimized as well as it could have. So it might be using more um, server resources, cloud resources than it really ought to. And so you can end up um, spending some time and money resolving some technical debt and actually reduce your server bill or your hosting bill um, just by optimizing the site. And so that's the point where you would say, hey, you know, used to we needed 96 CPU cores. Now we only need 48. Some places, some setups, some approaches would do that. And some won't. Some will say, well, you sign a contract for 96. Okay. And another, I guess the one that I was thinking of, or the one I thought you might mention, and maybe you kind of did, but I was thinking more of a situation where maybe you realize one, your product line has become really two brands or multiple brands where it, it makes sense to split it off and to have its own site of, mm-hmm. on its own, have its own branding, own control, freedom, flexibility, all of those things. And so that might be an area where you might end up overall maybe growing, but yet that one site or that one scenario would be a scale back because you're going to scale a small scenario up some, in another way. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of my true. thoughts. Yeah. I guess a question that we have here is, you know, why wouldn't an e-commerce platform provide freedom? I mean, what would what prevents them or what would keep them from doing something like yeah, that? Yeah, and it, that's where that that kind of level of technical complexity comes in. They may not want to because of how expensive it is. Um, sometimes, though, it's also just an intentional decision. They basically decide, hey, this is our target market. We want to sell to mm-hmm. a whole lot of companies that are exactly like this. So we don't want to provide that level of freedom. So Okay. Well, million dollar question as we uh, as we kind of bring this in for a landing, should I change my e-commerce platform in 2023? Um I think our <laughs> our team would love for me to say, "Yes, everyone go out immediately change platforms." But no, please don't change platforms just to change platforms just because, you know, it's actually 27% of companies are changing platforms this year, 76% are spending more money on e-commerce technology. Just because they do it doesn't mean you need to do it. Um, I would say, and I know I've been getting, Darren's been telling me all day that I'm sounding like a dad. I'm using my dad voice and my dad, yes, he is. dad expressions. So just because everyone else is jumping on <laughs> off a cliff. Um, 
But no, don't don't change platforms. If your current platform is is meeting your needs, stay with it. But if it's not, then yeah, this is a great year to look at replatforming. And there's probably some things you can do to even better utilize that platform. And, and there are companies and people like Josh that, that can help you with that and that we can put together and make that all come together. So those are some things you can do. Is there anything kind of, as we wrap this up on, on replatforming, what's your thoughts, last thoughts? No, I uh, just appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. Um, I guess now is as good a time as any to share that we have been doing video versions of the podcast. So if you're listening to this, uh, uh, via audio, when we mentioned the studio and all, um, and and some of the changes lately, we are hitting our stride with uh, broadcasting and, and actually live streaming this out to the audience on a number of platforms. So we'll get some information into the show notes of where you can find the um, the streams if you're so inclined in joining us that way. Excellent. Well, we hope you do that. And as always, we really appreciate you uh, being with us today, Josh. Fun as always, and we will catch y'all next time. Take care. Bye.